Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Today, I'm going to get serious with you. Everyone knows that there are abusive people in the world of kink. Just a few months ago, I was told that a friend of mine was a bad person. At first, I wasn't sure what to think, since the person telling me was not someone I really knew well, and they weren't actually telling me anything that happened. They were just yelling at me via private message about allowing this person to my events, and I couldn't get anything concrete out of them, it seemed. And asking others in that community, not my own local, found people coming down on all sides and mentioning some complaints about the reporting party as well. However, luckily, the conversation continued until I was able to get something. This person had a series of reports against them spanning years. So I started digging. And sadly, I discovered that my friend is not good. In fact, they are very, very bad to a lot of people in a lot of communities over a long period of time. And it hurt, I'll admit. Sure, not as much as it hurt their victims. I don't claim that. Just, well, I liked them. And now I don't. Because what I saw was just a facade, not the entirety of the person. And that is a sort of loss. I'm still grieving. Recently, in a conversation about an abuser and bad people in my local community, someone asked me a question. And I wanted to share my thoughts with you. Before I do, let me say this. Yes, there are abusive, awful people in the kink community. Yes, many of them are charming and sexy and fun to spend time with. No, there is no way to get rid of all of them. And no, it's not just the kink community. Every larger group of humans has them. I think kink is no better and no worse than others. It just is. Someone asked me how I deal with abuse in the lifestyle. First, I do what I can to be the kind of person that makes predators and abusers incredibly uncomfortable. I hope they will steer far clear of me, events I host, and people I love. I also own a Discord server for a local hosts and organizers group where we share information, warnings, and reports about bad actors in the community. In my personal life, I have five levels of ick that I use in decision-making. Personal level, no obvious reason. This is a gut thing. I don't like them. I feel squicky around them. I don't trust them. Whatever. No real reason. In fact, usually this is pretty instantaneous for me. And I just try to avoid these people as much as possible personal level, definite reason. These are the people I have a good reason for, but I have no reason to believe that the reason I have for avoiding them is universally applicable to others. Usually these are personality conflicts, differences of opinion, or whatever. Things I don't think will necessarily harm others. I avoid these people, and if I'm asked to vet them, I will share my experiences as a personal issue. One mild to tempestuous, but not actively criminal or physically harmful, report from a trusted source. 
This is when someone I trust tells me something bad about a person and I consider that it could affect others who come into contact with them. Sometimes I simply make a check in my mind. Sometimes I think more is required. I avoid these people and if I'm asked to vet them, I will share the contact information of the other party with consent. I may encourage a report to be made to our group or bring it up if a host or organizer asks about that person. I usually label it mistake number one in my head. Pattern of behavior, like the previous level, but with two or more people in unrelated incidences. This is when there are multiple unrelated sources for behavior that is more than just a relationship issue. And I believe that the behavior could not only affect others, but is likely to affect or overflow onto others that they might meet at events or online. I avoid these people personally, share my information with other organizers, encourage reporting by the original people, and ban them from spaces I have control over. I require a fairly long rebound period in which they must show active growth and positive work for me to consider them possibly rehabilitated. Egregious harm. This is the really bad stuff. Major consent violations, physical altercations, verbal abuse, including hate speech. Multiple reports or one bad enough to just piss me the fuck off. I avoid these people personally, share my information with other organizers, encourage reporting by the original people, and ban from spaces I have control over. I will also avoid other events or spaces that do not ban them, and I will be clear why if people ask. In this case, I require a very long rebound period. There are a lot of challenges in these determinations, though. For example, rumors. What do I do when there are a ton of rumors, but no one I can personally connect with is actually coming forward, no formal reports are being made, and there is no way to either confirm or disprove? I don't fucking know. I wish I did, because I've dealt with similar things over the years, and it tears me up. Another example, who can be trusted? I try to be a trustworthy person. I try to put myself out there for people to connect with and know that I will keep their secrets if that's what they want and need. I will be a mediator. I will give advice if asked or just offer support. But of course, I can't reach them all. And I'd guess that many people will see me with someone who they may otherwise report and choose to keep their mouths shut because they assume I will protect them. And there is nothing I can do about that, especially if I have no idea. I'm only human. I know I am not the kink police, and I don't want to be either. I can't handle that sort of responsibility. I can only do whatever I think is right at any given moment. Which is why I'm so very glad that there are others out there also fighting to make our community as safe as possible, who will hopefully catch people I miss or bring to my attention people who I thought were cool and who will hopefully shield those I don't know and can't protect in different circles and communities. So how do I deal with abuse in the lifestyle? As best I can, no more and no less. What are your thoughts? How do you deal with abuse in the lifestyle? Are you a community host or organizer? Do you feel responsible for others? Or are you really only tasked with keeping yourself safe? What steps do you take? Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. 
And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky, it's built by Kinksters for Kinksters, Poly, Queer, Trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.